Welcome to Peak Mind. I'm your host, Michael Trainer, and I'm extremely fired up to share some beautiful reflections that I've had of late around the power of proximity. What do I mean by the power of proximity? Well, I've been thinking quite a bit lately about how that which we surround ourselves with affects our consciousness. I've been thinking about that as it relates to various inputs and whether that be media in the form of the shows that you're watching, whether it be news, uh, whether it be the people that you surround yourself with. I think we need to exert great uh, awareness when it comes to how we are being programmed, in effect. How are the things that we surround ourselves with impacting our consciousness, our emotions, our way of seeing the world? Um, You know, school is a profound uh, example. We are conditioned Oftentimes, school is a, is a remnant of 20th century industrial capitalism, first grade, second grade, third grade. It teaches us to be, in a way, compliant, to listen to a teacher and learn the right answer, to be a good student. Now, this is not a critique of school. Uh, I am a huge fan of, of my experience through the school system, but it is to say that I think it's imperative upon us to consider the ways in which we are conditioned in our consciousness. I've heard various stories of people who were homeschooled and never exposed, for example, to television when they were children. And the degree of their creativity is often off the charts. And I think that that's the case because in a way they are... um, not conditioned by their proximity to various um, systematizing signals. And as a result, their imagination is left to run wild. I think about in my own life, I happen to be old enough to have lived during a time when there was no internet. And I, I was thinking back and I was like, you know, I was so proud of the man I was in high school because I went from being diagnosed with a learning disability to exhibiting extreme discipline and focus. I mean, I remember staying up and copying whole chapters of a book till one in the morning and waking up at 6.30 in the morning. And, and not to say that I was perfect, but I was really, really focused. And I don't know that I've been quite as focused since that period in life. And I thought to myself, well, to what do I attribute that, that focus? And I realized that there were distractions. There were other inputs. You know, there was television and the like. But there wasn't the, the era of distraction that I think all of us are besieged by today. To exhibit the kind of discipline you need to turn off all of the noise in the form of Instagram, in the form of the news, in the form of... Uh, you know, streaming programs, Netflix and the like, it requires extreme discipline. And it led me to think about the true cost of those inputs. Uh, I saw a, a meme recently that said the cost of Netflix isn't nine ninety nine; 
It's the hours of your life that are spent away from doing that which you are meant to be doing. The cost of McDonald's is not five ninety nine. It's the health, uh, the deleterious health consequences, and the ways in which it weighs you down and keeps you from your health and vitality, your well-being. And I think these are things we really need to think about as we consider the inputs that we bring into our lives. We are besieged by others seeking our attention. We are, in a way, in an economy of attention. Gary Vaynerchuk talks about this, about how we are constantly paying our attention to that which we focus on. And in this era of distraction, I think it becomes incumbent upon us to be truly discerning in where and how we focus our energies. And one of the key distinctions I'm looking at of late is, am I producing, am I creating, or am I ingesting? Am I active in this process, or am I passive in this process? This podcast, for example, I've been... Um, not as disciplined as I would like to be in producing it. Now, I think there's times in which to pause. I'm at 170 episodes, and I wanted to make sure that I continue to bring value. So I think a, a conscious and proactive pause is called for. However, if I think about all the times I've consumed other people's contents during that time, and all of the times in which instead of consuming other people's contents, I could have been producing my own, it really gives me pause and makes me think about the proportion of time that I'm spending consuming versus producing. The times in which I'm, in a way, numbing my creativity rather than indulging in my creativity. And the truest wealth we have on this planet is our time. It's a great finite resource that all of us are spending continuously. I read uh, someone shared today that at 50 years old, and this is a multi-multi-millionaire, a person would give up all their wealth to go back to the age of 33. I think about Steve Jobs. He would have given away all of his billions just to have one more year of life. And when we think about how we're using our time and the preciousness of it, I think it brings into sharp relief the ways in which we are invested and the ways in which we are numbing ourselves through distraction versus the times in which we are producing and coming from a place of our highest alignment. Now, with the podcast, it's a great example. You may have your own version of the podcast, whether you're writing a book, whether you have your own show whether you have a creative pursuit that you're continually putting off. For example, I've always wanted to learn guitar. And to this day, I do not know how to play guitar. If instead of watching the Netflix show I love, I took that time and committed it to playing guitar or to writing my own book, I can only imagine how much further I would be over the course of a year. And so the challenge that I'm going to give myself moving forward is to get a little bit better each day in my mindful orientation around my proximity. What am I surrounding myself with and who am I surrounding myself with? And are those inputs aligned to my highest and greatest use? 
and wherein I feel like I'm surrounding myself with junk food and junk food might be actual junk food. It may be junk food in the form of entertainment. It may be junk food in the form of people. Now, that's not to say we can't all indulge in a little, uh, you know, Snickers bar here and there. <laughs> Obviously, I'm not a, uh, I'm not hardcore in saying that one should, uh, you know, become solely productive and solely driven all the time. I think rest is critical. However, I do think a conscious awareness around the inputs that we're bringing into our system, uh, an awareness around the types of people that we surround ourselves with. We've all heard the adage, you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. Are the people that you're surrounding yourself with, are the people that you are in proximity to, aligned to your highest and best? You know, I think many of us have relationships that are based on proximity. They are based on where we grew up, where we went to school. And those are default relationships. They're not necessarily consciously chosen. They're based more on the convenience of where you're from, on who you happen to grow up with. Now, that's not to say that you should cut those people out of your life, but I do think it is incumbent upon us in life to realize and recognize that which we are committed to building, that which is our North Star. Where are we? Where are we sailing in this life? What is our goal? What is our vision? And then to consciously create relationships that help propel us in that direction, that help us move towards the area of our highest and best example, the, the, the role models that we want to be to ourselves first and foremost, and then to others around us. And from that place of awareness, from that place of consciousness, I think we can come into a truer sense of awareness around whether that which we surround ourselves with, that which is in proximity to us, is aligned to what we're committed to. And from that place, I think we can start to edit, edit all of the behaviors, the, the thoughts, the externalities in the form of foods, in the form of media, and also in the form of our relationships. And think through that which is around us, that which we are in proximity to, and how it informs who we are becoming. I've been recently watching a show focused on Navy SEALs. And while I love aspects of it, the commitment to a sense of something higher, the commitment to brotherhood, the um, life on purpose that I think it exemplifies for those who subscribe to that worldview, I'm also conscious of the fact that right before bed, I'm putting warfare in my consciousness. I'm embedding a sense of, of, of violence into my psyche. And how does that affect us? You know, I, I think that these can also be micro traumas. And I've noticed that because I'm waking up in the middle of the night with dreams that are associated with the movies or the content that I've watched. And so it led me to this thought, which I'm sharing with you today, and, and really a question that I'm encouraging you to ask in your own lives, which is, what are you in closest proximity to? And are the things that you are surrounding yourself with serving you?
are they aligned to your vision of who you want to be? Are they aligned to your goals? Are they aligned to the kind of people that you see yourself with when you think about your, your greatest fulfillment, your greatest happiness? I oftentimes surround myself with people that are fun. But one of the questions I'm asking myself lately is, is this a fun that's aligned to a greater fulfillment or is it simply fun? Another way of looking at that is Oprah has a beautiful quote, which is everyone wants to ride with you when you're in the limo. What you want are the people that will ride with you on the bus. In other words, the people that'll be there for you during hard times, the people that truly have your back, not just the kiss, kiss, love you people that you see out at the party. And so for me, associated with this notion of proximity is a greater discernment around fulfillment. What are the things that I'm surrounding myself with that are aligned to my greater fulfillment, aligned to my greater purpose? And what are the things that I'm using as a distraction? Things that are keeping me from who I know I truly can be. And from that place, I think I can edit. I can do a life edit. And I would encourage you to do the same. And to remove some of those things in your life, some of those ways of being in your life, some of those inputs that are not aligned to your greatest sense of possibility. And for me, I'm going to take it one day at a time because what I've found is for true behavior change to occur, for, for truly exponential change, it doesn't happen when we make a commitment to doing 18 things at once, but rather when we try to get 1% better every day. And so for me, I'm going to look to be more discerning in what I am surrounding myself with. And from that place, consciously choosing activities, content, creation that is aligned to my highest purpose. And so I hope this is helpful for you guys. Uh, please, as always, send me your feedback at Michael Trainer on social. I always appreciate hearing from you. I, I, I've loved building this community and I love that you're a part of it. So my question for you is, what are you surrounding yourself with? And really being conscious of that which is in proximity to you and how it is becoming you or you are becoming it. And is this what you want to be in proximity to? And if not, my challenge to you is to truly assess and take a hard look at what you are becoming at how you're spending this one precious life and the short amount of time we all have on this planet. And I hope that you choose to surround yourself with those and that which truly brings you alive. And with that, my friends, I wish you a beautiful, beautiful day.